Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 1232 in Evans, and welcome back. Everybody, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. And uh, I will tell you that some guests on our show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow Sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse. 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor that Oilers now sent you. The Edmonton Oilers and the Chicago Blackhawks. And the Blackhawks, a team that's led by stars such as Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze, but uh, with a third overall pick in his past year's draft, they took Kirby Dock out of Fort Saskatchewan. He's got eight goals, 21 points in 60 games. Not bad for an 18-year-old in the NHL. Uh, we caught off with him earlier uh, today. Let's get to that conversation. How do you think it's gone so far for you this season here? Uh, it's been good. Um, obviously, it's been there. It's ups and downs and highs and lows, but you got to take those those lumps as you go along, and those those are big learning lessons um, for young guys. There's a lot of guys in this locker room that I get to lean on. I mean, living with Seabrook has been a lot of help for me. Um, it helps my confidence. It helps me uh, grow my game as a, as a person and as a player. What's the biggest area that's maybe surprised you? Has it been the quickness, the pace of the game, how strong guys are? What, what do you think? Yeah, I think I knew guys would be a lot stronger than junior. I mean, you're going from playing with boys to, to men right away, and, but uh, I don't think anybody knows or understands the pace of the game or how fast it really is until you're on the ice with those guys. Too. It's big bodies and they're moving, they're moving fast and it's, it's a lot of fun to play at this level because it's, um, it's challenging and it makes you better uh, each and every day. Even when uh, you don't feel like you're getting better, you're, you're always getting something out of it. Have you had an aha moment where you're out on the ice and like, holy crap, I'm playing against that guy. Like it was, I don't know if it occurred maybe against, you know, one of the guys in Boston or maybe against a McDavid or a dry saddle or somebody like that? Yeah, um, I think the, that's the moment I was in the most awe would have been uh, one of my first game. I go to take the face off and I got Baxter across from me, Oshie to my left and Ovechkin to my right. And then Kaner's on my right and Stromer's on my left. And I'm just like, this, this is real life. And time, to, time to dial it in and, and um, 
play of the game here, but uh, that, that was pretty cool. Obviously, tonight playing against Connor uh, will be pretty pretty interesting, and obviously um, played against Drysdale and watched Drysdale quite a bit uh, back in his Kelowna days and, and in Prince Albert, I guess. And you know, it's, it's always fun to play against the top players in the league because as a young guy, you uh, you always strive to, to be those guys. And one final one for you, Kirby. Just in terms of an area you'd like to maybe improve upon the most, or a couple areas moving forward here in the next couple of years. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people know and uh, think that it's both getting bigger and stronger and faster. I mean, you can never be fast enough skater for one, but for me, um, if I'm able to add some, some size this summer, it would, it would help me out in a lot of areas with protecting pucks, my shot. I think that's, that's one thing that I need to grow more confidence in is my shooting ability and just taking those chances and trying to put the, the puck in the net by myself instead of my passing. All right, that is uh, Fort Saskatchewan's Kirby Doc. Brendan, can you check to see if there's a key up back in the studio right now? I got a huge reverbia- uh, reverberation going on. We are clean on this end. Anyhow, bottom line here, the Edmonton Oilers tonight take on the Chicago Blackhawks. This text comes in on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, and it says, Bob, what's it going to cost the Edmonton Oilers to re-sign Archibald and Shane? Um I don't know. I mean, Riley Sheehan signed in Edmonton for 900k, and Josh Archibald signed for a million bucks. Um, Steve Bartlett represented Blake Coleman, got him signed three years, 1.8 million. Some have suggested that you know that was a bit of a bargain for uh, the the Devils at that time, and they ultimately flipped him to Tampa Bay and got a number one because the uh, Lightning control Coleman for another year moving forward. Um, uh, to hazard a guess, I, I would think one to one point two five, maybe for Sheen, and maybe one point two five to one point five for Archibald. Uh, that would be. I know Josh Archibald's been a pretty good. Like you take a look at it, and he's got eleven goals this year. He had twelve last year. Uh, he's got one hundred and fifty nine hits. He's a physical guy. He's done a great job in PK. So that'll be the range that. Uh, uh, there we go. Uh, that kind of be the range that we'd go in. Again, it's 1237 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you. Uh, we're dealing with some minor technical difficulties on today's show. My apologies. Tomorrow's show will be back, uh, in the 630 Chad Studios. The Oilers and the Chicago Blackhawks. Jujar Kamara will be back in the middle, centering the Edmonton Oilers fourth line tonight. A line that's got Athanasio and Chase on, on it. And the Oilers obviously have some depth right now at forward. They're relatively healthy. Just one more player, Joachim Nygaard, who's still out two to three more weeks weeks with a, a hand issue and we caught up with uh, Jujar Karen uh, let's get to our conversation with him that took place after the morning skate today well Jujar back in the middle here uh how'd you feel the other it's been a while since you played center how do you think it went the other night against Dallas yeah I thought I thought it went pretty well overall but I think there's uh, definitely a couple things I need to need to get used to again um but I think over time and uh you know some extra reps during practice I think I think that's gonna help for sure how much have you worked on face-offs here and just thought about it over the last 48 hours knowing that you're gonna have to take some more draws uh you know what I've been thinking about it um I think since I found out I was playing center the, the first day, um, today I took some extra rep to morning skate, but, uh, you know, the thoughts in my mind, because that's a, it's a very important piece of the game, especially, um, you know, being a winger and starting off, starting off with the puck is definitely, definitely an advantage. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to continue to work on that and, uh, 
you know, try to try to be dominant in the dot. Is it easier to keep your feet moving when you're playing center? Obviously, it's a prerequisite of a position, especially given that you got to be the low support guy defensively most times. Yeah, I believe so. I think uh, you know you're you're you know you're kind of the rover out there. I guess someone uh, you know that has to support low and um, can definitely be first on the forecheck. So um, you know, I think moving your feet is a big part of part of being center. How different has this season been for you as a player, given the success you guys have had? You know, sort of as opposed to the last couple of years where there's been some tough miles to you know go through. Yeah, I believe there's always ups and downs, and um, you know, this year I think as a team we've we've had a lot more ups and downs, and uh, you know, as we as we go on here, I think uh, you know our team's really really playing well, and and as a team and being a player, uh, you know, this is this is a lot more fun. You know, I think playoff hockey's already started, and uh, you know, everybody in the dressing room is is excited to get going. All right, that is Jujar Care of the Edmonton Oilers. We will tell you that, uh, again, you can text us at 780-496-0063 on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. This text comes in, and it says, Bob, would Dave Tippett consider a James Neal, Andreas Anthony, uh, Athanasiu, Alex Chase online, put uh, Cassian back with McDavid? That's why and what the Edmonton Oilers paid him for. Uh, no, I don't see Neil, Athens, CU, and Chase on ending up on the same line because you don't have a natural center there. So I don't see that as an option. I think at times Neil's going to play at Connor McDavid. I think we might see Andreas, Athens, CU, um, maybe in six to ten games end up back with Connor McDavid. I think this has made Tyler Ennis a very uh, useful player for Edmonton that he's able to come in and play a read and react game right from the get-go with McDavid that's helped him out and Archibald's ability to move up and down the lineup as well. Now when Nygaard comes back I think he's going to play. So that's going to uh, force another winger out because I think the Oilers want Nygaard's speed in the lineup. And then on defense, when Clefbaum comes back in, the Oilers are going to have to make a choice between Chris Russell and Caleb Jones on the left side. And when Mike Green comes back in, I think we know Baron Larson are going to play. And, uh, you know, Green's a veteran player. So it's going to be interesting. Just they seem to be more comfortable in terms of the minutes played uh, with Mike Green and kind of limited Matt Benning coming off that concussion of late. Just a quick update for you. The KHL playoffs are currently uh, taking place. Anton Slepyshev, who is with CSKA, better known in hockey circles as Seska, uh, 18 goals, 45 points in 54 games this year, plus 24. The Oilers own his rights. His contract is up over in the KHL this year. There's another Russian player that plays for Seska, Konstantin uh, Okulov, and he has multiple teams in on him. Uh, a little bit quicker skater, not as big as Slepyshev. Um, I don't think it's out of, given the fact that Ken Holland mentioned Slepyshev about three weeks ago on Oilers now, that he could theoretically be on the radar screen, and it's believed that Okulov has got his... Uh, list down to about four or five names as well. Again, at any time, you can reach us and uh, text us at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors text line. Fred in Lacombe says, Bob, until the rest of the team forecheck and backcheck with the same level of intensity as Josh Archibald and Yamamoto, uh, if, if they don't do that, uh, the owners will make the playoffs, but they'll be out in the first round, so they need everybody to buy in. The one thing 
I would suggest to you on that is players do play differently come playoff to you. You know, everybody hits in the playoffs. Uh, it's a slightly different games. Um, this text comes to us from Dan. He says, Bob, when can the Oilers officially say they're in the playoffs? Just wondering how many games have been, uh, have to be played before they can make it official. I'd have to do the math on the various other teams. Uh, we're not close to that right now. Edmonton's at 80 points. To me, 94 points probably gets you in the playoffs. So that's seven wins in the final 15 games. But, you know, the team 16, 6, and 4 in their last 26, I think they'd like to kind of keep things going at the same pace. But I don't want to get too far ahead at this stage. Again, anytime you can reach out to us, 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors text line. Kurt says, Bob, I'd love to see the owners re-sign Shane and Archibald for the next couple of years for a combined cap hit under $3 million per season. My worry is, what do they do with Kara, Chason, and Neil? Uh, they are signed through next year, 9.1 million dollar cap it and potentially the orders would have somewhere between 13 to 15 forwards from kurt kurt you make a valid point something has to give there the one thing i'd say about kara is i believe he has some cash in a league he can kill penalties and he's got some size um Jason situation there's a year left in that deal obviously james neal we're, we're looking at three more years Nobody was worrying about James Neal at the start of the year. Uh, he's got 19 goals in the season, 12 in the power plays, back up with Connor McDavid tonight. We'll see where it goes here in these final 15 games. Like, does he, uh, he's, he's see, you know, does he end up getting 22, 23, 25 goals? And yes, I know the owners lose a third round pick if he gets to 21 goals. I think he's going to get two more goals this year. So I'll be intrigued to see, uh, what happens on that front. Um, <laughs> this one more text that I found interesting here, and then we'll bring Louis DeBrusque in in one minute's time. Bob, the Oilers' longest winning streak was when they shot out of the gate at the beginning of the season for five in a row. Then came their longest losing streak of four a few weeks before Christmas. For the majority of the season, they've languished in a cycle of not being able to win two games in a row until they finally did it in Dallas. I feel like the team has finally turned the corner, says the texter. Well, they've also gotten healthier. Keep that in mind as well. Back with the big man, Louis DeBrusque, when we return on Oilers now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, we have 10 minutes. Let's bring aboard Louis DeBras from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Louis, how's that lunch going? Hey, Bob. How you doing, bud? Thanks for pushing that back. I was just finishing up and kind of went over a little bit, but I appreciate that. The original Pancake House, one of my favorite places on the road to visit in Chicago. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. You took me there a couple of years ago. Uh, I'll assume you're there with Jack. Uh, let's, yep. uh, let's get to it. The orders in the Chicago Blackhawks. The, the Edmonton's got a chance to have a pretty good road trip here, Louie. A real solid road trip. And that's what Dave Tippett said this morning is, you know, you look at this and coming into these three games back to back in Nashville and Dallas, you knew that was not going to be an easy turnaround. Two very difficult teams. And then coming here to Chicago, a team that's playing well lately. And still have some dynamic offensive guys up front that can can really hurt you if you're not playing a real structured game. Um, if they can win tonight, that'd be a, an amazing road trip at this stage of the season to set up uh, going home for a few. And you know, when you look at it, it, they're looking for a real disciplined, hard road game. And this Chicago team is a team that likes to skate. They like to play open. They're very skilled. They're offensive. Um, to have success against this team, you have to make them work through layers. You have to make them go back and defend and play in their own zone. And that's what Edmonton will look to do tonight versus the Hawks. 
This is almost a completely different matchup than the one Edmonton had against Dallas. Like, Dallas can check, but they can't oh. score. Chicago's not great at checking, but they can score a little. You know, watching the game the other night versus the Anaheim Ducks, you know, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, though, but it was almost like a pond hockey game. It was just end-to-end. It was wide open. It was skilled. It was passing. There wasn't a whole lot of time that was spent in each team's respective zones defending and grounding and pounding on the offense on the forecheck like you saw against the Stars. Edmonton had to face a real hungry, hard-checking team for 60 minutes. And more than that, into the overtime, it was... uh, that was a hard-fought battle, and listen, they probably, the Stars probably deserved a better fate with the way they played that game, but that's the game of hockey. You have to play the game, you have to defend, you have to make sure you bend and don't break. Um, I thought they handled that relentless pressure pretty well, considering how aggressive Dallas was in that game. But this team comes at you a little different way. They come at you in waves, they come at you with skill, they like to hold on to the puck, and they like to make plays. Um, that can be trying at times, too, and almost as difficult to defend against when you have the likes of Patrick Kane out there, DeBrinkett, Strom is back on his game. you got Jonathan Tays playing with Saad and Kubo Leak, who leads all rookies with 29 goals. So there's firepower there. They have depth in that regard. Um, and young Kirby Doc, you know, a centerman in the third, third hole that's, uh, that's a formidable opponent already at 19 years of age. Just turned 19. He was, you know, stepped in as an 18-year-old this year. So Edmonton, you know, in my opinion just has to really concentrate on their game and they have to come into this game understanding this isn't going to be an easy one this is going to be a tough one and you and i have talked about this before when you start playing the standings that's when you get in trouble just play the game play it the way you're capable to play it and make sure you're taking uh, the job seriously and you're doing your part if you have that aggressive forechecking system where you're grounding and pounding trying to create off the cycle end off the rush you know, that's going to give them the best opportunity to win against the Hawks tonight. And I think they understand that. That's the one thing about this team this year is that I think they're starting to really grasp the concept that this is what they're going to have to do to be successful. And I think for the most part, they've done it this year. Louis, the Oilers are going to change up their line site. Obviously, they're going to keep dry settle Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto together. But here we go. James yeah. Neal up with Connor McDavid and Tyler Ennis. Your thoughts? Well, I think it's twofold. I think they want to try and get, you know, James Neal missed 16 games. He came back. I thought he had a real strong game in Dallas. Um, had his legs underneath him, was jumping, being physical, and that's the game that I think he needs to bring to the top line. When he plays that way, he's, he's a lot bigger than people think he is, and he can take space up. He can open up lanes because of that size. And listen, he's got a nose around the net. They want to get him going. They want to give him an opportunity to try and get that 20th goal, try and get some offense going and play that type of a game. And, you know, for me, um, nothing wrong with that. I think you're, you're trying to get a veteran player going down the stretch. It's missed some time. He's now healthy. Had a real solid first game back, so let's get him in there with a few more minutes to see if he can find that spark, find that chemistry with Connor McDavid. And, uh, you know, also for me, I think they wanted to put Archibald back on that line with Shane. They wanted to, again, spread out that depth in the lineup column and make it a more formidable four lines to go up against. And that's what Dave Tipp is doing right now. He's tweaking lines, trying to find the best chemistry, the best mix for every respective team they go up against. And tonight, James Neal gets the call to go up there with Tyler Ennis on the top line. Does everybody need to relax a bit, Andreas, on Andreas Athanasiu? I mean, we got some guys jumping on him already. He's yeah. played five games, Louie. Yeah, you know what, he's he's one of the, I, I talked to him a little bit this morning, and yes, you know what, I, I do think we have to kind of back off a little bit. New team, new system, new teammates, new line mates. 
uh, it, it, there's an adjustment there. And sometimes it doesn't just take right off. I know he had a goal and assist in his first game. But listen, it, it, it has to do a lot with Andreas himself, the way he's playing. He's going to have to bring that speed, that tenacity, and that hunger to his game. And I have no, que- no doubt and no question if he does that, Dave Tippett's going to reward him and move him around the lineup column as well, too. If you're going and you're jumping, you're going to get more ice time when there's penalties and situations to load up a line and throw a guy out there with the likes of a dry side limit, David, which he'll do after power plays for the opposition sometimes. Yamamoto's been the guy that's jumped out there with him the last couple of times, but um, there's no reason why that can't be happening to see you as well. So those are, those are the carrots right there that you're trying to strive to to eat you want that you want to be hungry for that and for Andreas just you know getting the feet moving and I said it the other night against Dallas the one time he went down the left hand side took that shot off that wing when he gets his feet moving he is wicked fast he can really skate and that's that's what they want him to provide for this team so but I do think you have to give him a little adjustment period to kind of settle in and figure out where he is and and hopefully you can find that game that saw him score 30 goals last year because boy he was really good. Louis DeBrusque is our Oilers Now headliner, brought to you by Touchback Safety. Trust the family at Touchback to get you home safely to yours. Touchbacksafety.com. Your safety is their goal. All right, Louis, we're in Chicago. It's a great U.S. city. You played here, but, man, is it different now from when you were you trying to, you know, work your way back into the NHL and playing with the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, you mean as far as the team is concerned, or as far as just in turn? Well, I mean, look at the, look at the attendance and the the fan interest and how they treat their fans. I mean, this organization is the prototype for ever, uh, other organizations in the National Hockey League. They do a great job. They do, and I, you know, I think you know we had a hand in that with how bad we were that year. Um, <laughs> the draft picks started to get higher and higher. But there's no question there was a low part there. But when Taves and Kane come on board, you could just see the change. And it was a real depressing time. I remember seeing, you know, coming in and doing games where there wasn't that many people in the stands here. And it was just really sad to see because it's such a vibrant, crazy building that, you know, you want to see it full. And walking in this morning, we were talking about it, you and I at the group. We went to sit down the stands. It was a real buzz. Just the colors, the environment. It's just, you know what? It's it's just a great city and a great hockey town. And it's good to see them back and and you know winning Stanley Cups. And now they're in that transitional period again to see if they can kind of build around the nucleus that's getting older. And they still want to have that jam and that fight. And they've got some real good young talent coming up that could be really good in a year or two. So I think it's reciprocal because of that nucleus. Because they went through the hard times and grabbed that nucleus, much like Edmonton. Um, they've been able to build around that nucleus three different times and win cups, and they'd like to try and do it one more time. You know, Louie, it's hard for me to do this, but I'm going to put you on the spot a bit. I don't even know if it's fair because your kid plays on Boston. All right. But Leon Dreisaitl, David Pasternak for MVP. <laughs> yeah, i got to go Leon, and that's just being straight up and honest. I think the center position that he's played now and the minutes that he's logged and how he plays the game, don't get me wrong, Pasternak's you know, a super skilled player that has an amazing shot. He's playing on one of the best lines in the league as well. But I just think from the overall game, you have to tip your hat to Leon Dreisaitl. Let's face it, he's leading the league in, in points. And he's not too far in, behind in goals. There we go. Awesome stuff. Hey, Lou, thanks for your time, man. All right. Take care, bud. 
You betcha. That is Louis DeBrusque. It's 12.57. Coming up in the second hour of Oilers now, Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack and Troy Murray, St. Albert native, uh, Chicago Blackhawks legendary player, legendary member of a band that we're going to get him to tell you about, and uh, analysts on the broadcast for the Hawks as well. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell from Chicago, Illinois. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.